What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you currently in college or recently graduated but kind of struggling to figure out how to approach your post-grad life? If so, then I have the perfect guide for you, which I created for my college self in mind. That is the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success ebook, which features a holistic approach to all things starting out in your career during and after college, from cultivating the right mindset, building your resume, maximizing your LinkedIn profile and network, and so much more. I take you through a personal step-by-step guide on how to prepare for all areas needed when searching for a job. And these were actually many steps that I personally did between my sophomore and senior year of college, as well as the first year out of college. So I always highly recommend to start early to create opportunities for yourself. In this ebook guide, you will find cover letter tips and custom templates available for download, resume building steps with three custom templates, LinkedIn tools, and step-by-step guide on maximizing your profile, top 20 behavioral interview questions, and a lot more. Again, you can find this online at whatfulfillsyou.com. Just make sure when you click shop, just go to all products and you will find the ebook there, or just go to the show notes and it will be linked. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And on today's episode, I wanted to dive into a little bit about solo travel because it's something that I've discussed before. And it's, I, you know, from the feedback from you guys, I know a lot of you are super curious and some of you are even inspired to do it yourself, which is really awesome because I do love chatting with you guys in the DMs about traveling and how I've incorporated that into my life. And I know solo travel can be intimidating for many reasons, and so I wanted to touch on that especially because I did recently come back from a solo trip to Italy, and I'm also actually currently on a somewhat solo trip in Colombia, and I will dive into that a little bit, but like I came here on a one-way ticket and certainly by myself, but luckily I do have a friend that lives here, so that definitely changes some things, but I would say it's still semi-solo, if that makes sense. To dive into it, I would say one of the overarching reasons why I talk about travel and solo travel specifically is because of the impact on personal growth, which is certainly, you know, one of the biggest topics and focuses on the podcast. But this was something I started to incorporate probably around like senior year of college. I remember my first solo trip was to Portland, Oregon. I went for four days, three nights. I stayed in like like a hotel slash hostel because that was like my best affordable option. Um, it was definitely just a very new environment for me here in the U.S., but it was nice because it was like a short flight. I flew from California, um, and at that time, too, I'd already done like solo day trips, and so like the next level was flying to a city or a new place and trying it by myself. So I want to preface that 
you know, depending on where you're at, whether you're just at the very beginning and trying it out, or you, if you've done, you know, day trips by yourself, things like that before, then, you know, maybe you are um, at a similar stage where you could like fly and go to places like completely on your own. So in regards to personal growth, I would say it definitely helps you learn how to be savvy in new places, which in my opinion, I do think is really important, especially for um, my friends and, and people that I've observed here in the U.S. I would say in most cases of what I have observed, a lot of people here in the U.S. are not as familiar with being savvy in new places that are like very different from their environment and that's also with going from like a like a small town to a big city and so that's why I do think you know you need to jump accordingly like not going from a small town to like a a foreign city because that would definitely shock your system but that's why I think you got to just introduce it to yourself a little bit and with solo travel it also helps you learn how to be independent and comfortable confident with yourself and especially like teaching you how to enjoy your own company in solitude, which I would say is very important for anyone who subconsciously needs someone to do everything with. I always say this about the girls, you know, how many of us have asked our girlfriend if they want to come to the bathroom with us when we're at dinner or maybe we're out at the bar or whatever. You know, I think there are certain moments where it's like, hey, let's just like go together because, you know, maybe you both need to go. But like sometimes I think that's like a subconscious thing, like a habit of feeling like we need someone to go with us in order to go do the thing. I want to add though too, it also doesn't hurt to go with someone that has exact same alignment in terms of what they want to get out of uh, traveling and that experience and also be, I guess, co-independence, if you will, where both of you have the desire, you know, let's say one day you're like, hey, I'm going to go check out some of these places uh, by myself, but I'll catch you for lunch around, you know, two o'clock. You know what I mean? So like sometimes even if you're traveling with someone you don't have to meet with them or be with them the whole time. But that's kind of the best part, right? It just really depends on who you're traveling with and if their style, if you will, aligns with you. I would say probably the last biggest thing on personal growth and how it has impacted me is the way it has opened me to new realizations and observations. So in my case, I came from a small town of 8,000 people and, you know, I had a cornfield in my backyard. The closest Starbucks was 20 minutes, like a drive. So I, I grew up in like a classic rural hometown. And then, you know, afterwards, I went to Southern California and experienced a whole different life. And even then was a slight culture shock for me, actually, when I first moved there. And I remember talking about it because it was so different from my hometown and where I grew up. But that, again, is the same effect when I am traveling, but especially when I'm traveling solo is that I have to be more observant for obvious reasons, right? Like for safety, but also just because I'm in awe, right? I'm not like talking to anyone um, and like being distracted. I'm just completely taking the environment in. And so that plays a big part, but also like maybe even speaking the native language in the country or, you know, if I'm not fluent or semi-fluent, like, you know, in France, um, luckily when I went to Paris, like they spoke a good amount of English, but like it's very nice when you tap into their native language because they do appreciate it. And even if it's just hello and thank you and goodbye, those are, I think it just, it just hits you differently. Like afterwards, you kind of realize how comfortable you are. Um, if you are just a solo, you know, sole English speaker and you live in the U.S., you kind of realize like those different nuances, you know. But like here in Colombia, where I'm at, um, <laughs> most people like, 
don't speak much English, which is fine. But what has happened is I've had to go into my Spanish dictionary, if you will, uh, in the back of my brain where I used to learn Spanish in high school and parts of college and really try to bring that out again, which has been entertaining for me in a way because it's, it's challenging and encouraging me to to connect with them because was, that's also the biggest thing too is you'll notice when you speak the native language of like the country you're in you're going to be able to connect with people there in a lot better way versus if you're both trying to speak English because for them that's their second language and just like I've seen it too like obviously Spanish is a weaker language for me at the moment although I've noticed how much more I've used it in the past week now you know Italian I'm, I'm certainly much more fluent in um, you know Vietnamese of course and and whatnot so I noticed, especially in Italy, when I spoke Italian, even if it was like broken, even if I was messing up a bit, they just had a warmer energy to them. They just respected and appreciated that I I did a really good attempt. And um, I think that just goes a long way in any country where English is not the native language. And for you, if you're listening right now, if English is your native language. If tomorrow was your last day, would you feel as though you have maximized your potential? How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? How can you work towards achieving something as close to this, if not exactly that? And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! All right, so moving on to tips and recommendations and affordability and all that good stuff because I feel like a lot of you guys often have different questions on how do you afford solo travel? How do you figure out the safety precautions? Like, you know, all those things, right? So I mentioned this a while back. It depends if you've been listening for a while. But when I traveled to Italy on my latest trip, I actually saved a lot of money by using credit card points. Now, I want to say if you're not so savvy with your finances and the way you spend with a credit card, then I would definitely, definitely take this piece of recommendation with a grain of salt and maybe be careful of how you approach it but maybe you already have a current credit card that is really strong for traveling like you get a lot of travel perks or maybe you are looking for a new credit card and travel is like a big priority for you then just putting it out there definitely try to invest in a good one but for me I happen to have one of my credit cards that is focused and really good for like travel perks and so when I went to Italy my flights were nearly 
free. And and that was just amazing because that obviously saved a lot of money. And then, of course, like part of the trip, I met up with my good friend Elia and we were sharing an Airbnb, splitting that cost. So that helped, you know, in terms of like finances and how you can afford traveling to another country or a place where you feel like is too expensive and, you know, quote unquote, out of your league. There are definitely ways around it. I do this. Um, I know my friend Natalie, you guys might have heard of her, Natalie Barbu. She does this as well in terms of like traveling. So, um, yeah, definitely I would just say educate yourself on how you can find small ways to save money. Like if you're already going to spend uh, your groceries and things like that um, on a credit card, then maybe find a credit card that is also going to give you the travel perks if that is one of your top priorities, right? So just pay attention to what you need and, and what you're prioritizing most over the next year or two to kind of like pinpoint what kind of credit card if that's the best approach for you. Another tip I would have is spending money where you value most. So for example, if you value safety most, like and you're super uncomfortable with the solo travel aspect and you really want the comfort of safety, then I would advise to be mindful of being willing to spend a little more on the more central areas that are more busy with people because that way like again it, it's a it's it's a pro and con thing you're going to be central it's kind of like traveling to Times Square in New York or like staying in a hotel um in Times Square or like midtown area in New York that's like the the central hub and it's easy because there's a lot of tourists around and just you know generally very safe for that reason because like everyone is there for similar reasons you know so that would be my personal advice but if you are more comfortable or as you get more comfortable then this is where you can kind of like shift how your money is spent you know what I mean but I would say definitely be mindful of that when you are traveling is figuring out what you value most and where your money goes and that way you don't have to feel guilty for spending a little bit more than you usually would on a hotel or Airbnb, because again, you're being mindful of, okay, this is what I value and this is what I need most for this trip. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another tip, though, I have for when it comes to, like, saving, and in this case, this is how I am right now, which is to travel and go to places where you know other people in. So this is, again, very contingent on where your friends are. If you have friends around the world, um, I'm very, very fortunate to for that to be the case and for me to be able to stay with my friend for part of the trip and you know for example I'm here in Colombia thanks to my friend Mike Yu he's been on the podcast I will link his episodes in the show notes but I'm here in Medellin because of him he lives here I'm able to fortunately stay at his place because he has an extra room and just 
you know, have saved money in that sense. Um, but I also have friends in like Bangkok, Paris, Italy, Austin, Texas, Nashville. So it's just kind of like maybe, you know, if you haven't been to those places that your friends live in now, maybe it's like after college and they moved away or like, you know, wherever it is, especially if they're out of the country, I 100% would say take advantage of that if you can. And also I would say too, it usually helps with reconnecting on the friendship, rebuilding the friendship, um, you know, especially if you haven't seen them for a long time. So I usually would say that's just like a triple win, you know. And if affordability is the main obstacle, like if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, there's just like no way in how I can afford to travel or like do any of these things. Here's my take on it. And I've had this discussion with a lot of, you know, mindset oriented friends. If you want something badly enough, you'll make it happen. People might say, well, I don't have enough in my budget to afford a gym or maybe it could be to pay for healthy juices or whatever it is to get your wellness kick in. Maybe like that's what you're often saying. But the truth is you're you have the money, you're just allocating it to something else and you are incongruent with what you actually value most. And so I think that's kind of like a talk you have to have with yourself is figuring out what is it that you value most? What are you going to be willing to sacrifice in order to gain some of these experiences? I actually have a friend. She listens to this podcast a lot and she does actually I think she does a really, really great job with being pretty, you know, on point with her budget um, and, and knows what leeway she has with like where she can spend and knows how to like organize that. So I would say, again, if I was in the position of like coming out of college right now or like maybe when I was like 23 or 24 and was starting to get the itch of traveling, but like finances were lower, I would say my approach would be to create a habit of moving 10% of my income, let's say just in my checking account into like a travel savings fund. And it could be more or less depending on what you're able to do. But this way it helps you have some sort of like cash for the future. Like let's say you decide you want to travel four to six months ahead. You can kind of plan that out and just have that money set aside for that specific travel. And I did this before again when I went to Portland, when I did other small trips um, in the past few years. I certainly did that in terms of having a complete travel fund to set aside to make it more feasible for me. And by the way, depending on what bank you have, I actually have Capital One and I do actually really recommend them. But if you have a pretty modern bank like mine, the cool part is you can actually create a rule within your bank accounts to like move your money from like a certain account to another account, like let's say like from checking to savings or like a specific savings account rather. That's what I get to do in Capital One. And you can have it like as a rule, like maybe you know, once a month on the 15th of every month, you move over, I don't know, like $100 over every month or like $200, whatever. And then again, right, that'll be what you have completely set aside for travel four to six months or maybe, I don't know, like eight months later down the road. And that way you're, you can't say, well, I don't have any money to do it. It's just all about how you're spending your money right now and all about where your habits are. And I think where you spend your money, it really goes to show what you value most. And so personally, I just think it's a toss up between discipline in what you want now versus what you want most. So the last part, uh, just a quick kind of um, present day life update. I did mention earlier, I'm currently in Colombia, Medellin to be specific. And it's funny because I didn't have South America in the cards anytime soon. I'm definitely a huge Europe traveler and that's probably a little bit more of my comfort zone at this point, but I am grateful to be here thanks to my friend Mike Yu. Like if he did not live here, I wouldn't be visiting. 
And that was actually, though, my intention. Like, when I came here, I decided very much on a last-minute whim. I posted about this on Instagram, too. But I decided, like, three days before I actually flew out that I was going to go to Medellin, Colombia. And um, Mike, he's such a great friend of mine. Uh, For those of you who don't know the backstory, we met eight years ago at Applebee's in my small little hometown. He was my waiter um, a handful of times, and we became friends. I was such a troll back then. And yeah, it's just it's just really funny to see how our friendship has evolved. If you've listened to my podcast, like back in the day from Young and Ambitious, you probably remember that I have mentioned this character, Mike Yu. So, um, you know, he's been mentioned there. I've had him twice on my podcast. Uh, I think first time in 2020, the second time was in 2021. Uh, so if you just Google like or search Mike Yu on my podcast, you can definitely find his episodes. But uh, that's the best part about being here was that it was it was very much unplanned on like my usual trips to Italy or Paris or anywhere in Europe. And it has forced me to learn and understand a culture that I definitely didn't have any prior knowledge about. And also just speaking more Spanish. And I think the best part is the way it has enabled me to be more stimulated creatively, because while being here, it hasn't really been as much of a like a quote unquote vacation where I'm not doing anything I'm actually still working every day and like still you know emailing and and doing client work and doing whatever I need to do for my businesses but I think that's been my favorite part is that like even though I'm here and I'm experiencing something very new I am also still keeping up with my day-to-day routine like I'm still working out I did a boxing session with his trainer I think that's been just the best part about coming here was that it was very much spontaneous, unplanned, but also for me, before coming here, I felt very intuitively aligned with coming here and just leaving New York for a short bit because of certain things that I just felt like was misaligned. It's not New York. New York still very much feels aligned, but I just felt like there was a certain energy that I was absorbing, maybe just primarily through certain people I was present with and um, actively spending time with and I think that was throwing me off because it was misaligned with my energy so that was my intention coming here I certainly have been able to realign to the energy I've been seeking to return to and I think if you are currently in a place like that right now where you feel like you're not 100% yourself something feels a little bit off you need a little bit of a shift traveling can help but also like don't just travel to travel you know what I mean like figure out what that intention is figure out where you'd be able to gain that best, like what kind of environment. And I think for me, I observe it as like, who am I around? And I just knew being around my friend Mike, who I haven't seen at this before coming here, I didn't see him for two years. For me, it came down to the energy that we have as friends and also his mentality, uh, knowing that for me coming here, I would still be like working because he's also always working. He has his own business too. So I just knew that that was the, the kind of environment I wanted to be in around a a good energy friend, also someone that's going to push me to want to work and do a little bit more and kind of like refocus in that area. And then also just in general experience a a brand new place that I've I've no knowledge about. So I think if you are craving a new adventurous experience like I was, I would definitely say give it a try. Again, this is probably more towards people if you're listening that you know, you feel comfortable with travel, you have done various solo travel or various trips where 
it wouldn't throw you off, I guess, your equilibrium. But for me, this was the first time I ever booked a one-way ticket to a foreign country, uh, let alone like a one-way ticket with very short notice. And I think the, the main reason I was able to do that was because of how clear I was on my intention coming here. So uh, maybe that could be a good nudge for you to think about today, um, depending on how you're feeling. And sometimes it's just like a weekend trip too. Maybe it's just like a, a weekend trip. You know, if I was in New York and I couldn't, you know, go outside of the country and have a friend here, I'd probably maybe go like to upstate New York and the nature or something and, and, and go somewhere completely different. But again, with the intention to realign in a certain way and not just to be like, I need to get out of here. I need to escape. I, w- I want to say I, I definitely think that is not a healthy approach to anything in life, especially if you are at a crossroad of a little bit of struggle, a little bit of uncertainty. The worst thing you can do is escape because when you come back to your normal environment, you're going to face the same thing. So you got to really internalize that and find a way to bring more clarity to yourself internally. And from there, you can shift your environment as needed. All right, that was all for today's little solo episode focused on solo travel and just traveling in general. And for me, how it has impacted my personal growth and the different tips and recommendations I have for you guys. I hope this was helpful and maybe nudged you to consider solo traveling this summer and finding a way to just keep your energy aligned with yourself and being even more mindful when you feel like it's off and what you can do in your own practices to bring that back to where you would like it. Thanks again for tuning in today. I would chat with you all in the next episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.